Season 2, Episode 64, Slash 1A, uh, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. Uh, season 2, Episode 64, The First Great Group of Parables, which um, is 64, 1A is the parable of the sowers. Uh, the next five will be, well, the first five are the parable of the sower, parable of the seed growing of itself, parable of tares, parable of the mustard seed, parable of the leaven, and much such parables. The first five parables of episode 64, which I've divided into uh, ten podcasts, one for each parable, uh, is... Uh, the first uh, group of five is to the crowd to the crowd by the seashore uh, of the Sea of Galilee. I would assume near Capernaum, because uh, the next five uh, parables, or the last five parables, are to the disciples in the house, and I would assume that's either Matthew's house or Peter's house, Peter and James and John's house. They were partners. Anyway. Um, and disciples of Christ, full-time disciples of Christ now. Uh, the, 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 disciple, the parable to the disciples, for usually for explanation, is explanation of the parable of the tares, uh, parable of the hid treasure, the parable of the pearl of great price, the parable of the fishnet, catches all kinds of fish. Some are keepers and some aren't. Parable of the householder. All right, this is uh, part seven of uh, A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students of the Life of Christ, copyright 1922, and C.I. Schofield, Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909. Um, and part seven is the Great Galilean Ministry, followed by part eight, which is gonna be a continuation of the Great Galilean Ministry. They, they move south for the climax of the story of Christ, which is the crucifixion. Uh, notice that the events in episode 61, 62, 63, 64, which is the one we're on today, the five, the 10 parables, um, episode 65 and 66, all occur on the same day, called the busy day by people like A.T. Robertson that have harmonized this and got it all together, figured out what day it is. Um, occurring on that day, just to set the stage, because it's all, these are all these episodes on the same day, or the busy day, are kind of connected to each other, for example, and they, and they affect the interpretation of episode 64 is in, is in the interpretation of, the, is of Christ's parables and what he says, uh, is based in a large part on the audience. I've said that from from the beginning. Uh, hermeneutics is the study of the Bible, the study of the study of the Bible, and it's very important to who's talking, who's he talking to. Well, he's talking to, in the crowd, blasphemous accusers that he is doing these miracles in Capernaum in uh, league with Beelzebub. Uh, he's, they can't dispute the fact that he is raising the dead, he is giving sight to the blind, and he is 
uh, healing the leper, and he also casting out demons, which he already explained he wouldn't, house divided against itself could not stand. But uh, then the next thing on the busy day schedule is the scribes and Pharisees demand a sign, and he says the only sign you'll get are the scribes and Pharisees. So the first two episodes are about people that aren't really wanting to uh, believe in Jesus Christ. And I, affect, I think that affects uh, what he says. Uh, episode 63, Christ's mother and brethren seek to take him home. I have never, ever heard that before. I haven't really researched it like I, I should. I have in my own teaching of the end of, well, the end of the life of Christ, uh, before they, before he leaves Galilee, his uh, brethren, his brethren, I think that's half-brothers and family members, uh, want him to go to Jerusalem, knowing that, that that's a death sentence. At least that's the way I read between the lines there. So uh, it sounds like he had no time for them, uh, spiritually speaking. Um, uh, you know, Just being born a half-brother of Jesus Christ uh, doesn't make you, or a close relative, doesn't make you a child of God. Everyone has to believe. Christ was... I guess excluded from that requirement since he already was God. The beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. John chapter 1. Uh, episode 64, 10 parables, which I just went over. We're going to look at the parable of the sower today, which is my favorite parable, and as far as I can tell, the longest one. Uh, in crossing the Sea of Galilee, after he finishes talking about the 10 parables, which I'm going to take 10, 10 episodes to cover. Then, episode 65, crossing the Red Sea, Jesus stills the tempest. I think he's awakened after a very long, busy day. And uh, he calms the sea. And then in episode 66, he runs into the uh, maniac of Gazarene, uh, which is that has a de uh, legion of demons, and uh, they go into a herd of swine run off a cliff and they they want him they want Jesus to leave all right so uh, we're going to start with mark chapter 4 verse 3 mark chapter 4 verse 3 mark chapter 4 verse 3 Jesus is <coughs> speaking through this entire podcast episode hearken behold there went out a sower to sow. This is Jesus starting to tell a story to the parable of the sower to the people on the seashore of the Sea of Galilee, which is really the lake shore, but it's a freshwater lake. <clears throat> About the fourth of the size of uh, Lake Okeechobee. I live in Florida, so I'm trying to figure out how big the Sea of Galilee was. But still, you could get a pretty good storm going. And the shallower... The lake, uh, if it's super deep, it's, it has a hard time to be really uh, high seas. Uh, I know when you get close to shore, that's when the seas really get bad for big ships. The breakers break on a reef out by Fowley Rock out in the, on the Continental Shelf, um, not far from, from the Bay of Biscayne here in Florida, Biscayne Bay. 
and uh, we would see breakers breaking on that reef, which we wouldn't want to be with our small boat anywhere near that. Anyway, uh, and the fowls, of, okay, can I start over? Mark chapter 4, verse 3. Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. Number one, first group, wayside. I think it's always called the wayside. Because we're going to look at this in Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke. John doesn't cover this parable of the sower. And it came to pass, the sower sowed, some fell by the wayside. This is where people walk, it sounds like. And the fowls of the air came and devoured up the seed. The seed is the word of God. Uh, and it fell on, then some other seed fell on stony ground. Now this is ground that has stones in it. But even, you know, even on a concrete, you know, area, you can see little things growing. I've seen them growing on the side of buildings and everything. But um, the stony ground, the wayside is where people walk, where tires roll. Uh, the seeds really don't have, and they're, they're real easy, I guess, for the birds to come and, and devour them. The fowls of the air came and devoured them. Verse 5, and some fell on stony ground, which is, in another uh, description, a rock. So this is, but but again, I'm sorry, no, stony ground is not a rock. The wayside is the impenetrable ground or the open for the birds of the air. The stony ground, they do spring up. Some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, it had some, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. So really this whole parable is about, the metaphor here is, you are good soil, you are stony ground, you are wayside ground, you are ground covered in uh, weeds that choke out the little plants, the good, the word of God. But it springs up. I'm, I'm telling you, or I am of the belief that the seed that fell on the wayside never believed. Just like I heard the gospel when I was 17, and I went home and I said, Dad, what do you think? You know, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. All we have to do is believe. It's a gift. It's not of works. Showed him this little illustration with my wallet in my left hand and my right hand. I said, let my right hand represent the Lord Jesus Christ. I took the wallet that I'd said would represent sin. And, and with my left right hand, I took it on Jesus. And Jesus took our sins and paid for them on the cross. And I said, and he goes, oh, I've heard that before when I was in the Army in World War II and Korea and Vietnam. But uh, during those three wars. And uh, he, uh, he, he talked me out of it. I said, sure. So... Anyway, um, Satan's kind of involved in that, taking, you know, talking people out of it, at least according to these parables in, as they're explained. Okay, um, and I think they're explained in Mark. I think they're explained in Matthew. I don't think they're explained in Luke, if I remember correctly. All right, verse 5, And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up. See, now, I'd say something's going on here. I would say, you know, new birth. A seed has died and out comes a plant. Kind of the, what happens to a seed. And uh, a little picture of, I don't know, resurrection, I guess, of Jesus Christ. Uh, where it had not much earth and immediately sprang up because it had no depth of earth. 
when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. So I'm going to quit trying to interpret these because Jesus does it or the, or the Holy Spirit does it through these different writers. So I will, well, Jesus is the one telling the story. So yeah, this, is, this is Jesus talking. So I guess I can say Jesus interprets it for us. But when the sun was scorched, if you have any questions, just hang on to them. But it came to pass, it had no root, it withered away. So these are Christians. Uh, the, first, the stony ground, okay, this, this is uh, no depth of earth. Okay, this is, I think, one-third of the people that, that trust Christ leave because, again, i got to get to the explanation. Hang on, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Verse 7, And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it out and yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground. Fourth kind of ground here. First kind of ground was people walking, birds eating, not good. Nobody, nobody springs up. Second ground, not much depth of earth. Uh, they spring up, but they don't last very long. They don't, they're not fruitful. I mean, and, and yield no fruit. Look at the very last word in verse 7. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it out, and it yielded no fruit. This is talking about fruitful Christians. A fruitful Christian is a rare thing. Not completely rare. The good ground Christians represent, I think, one-third of the Christians. And then that's divided into three groups, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. So I've been saying that for a lot of podcasts. I told you this is my favorite parable. And others fell on good ground and yielded up fruit, sprang up, and increased and brought forth some, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. And he said unto them, He that had ears, let him hear. I hope you have ears, my friend, because if you don't, you won't understand. And when he was alone, they were about him, and the twelve, the twelve apostles asked him, asked of him the parable. Hey, tell us what the parable means. What was that all about? And Jesus said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without all these things are done in parables. Why? Because having ears they will not, not you know, let him that hath ears hear. Um, verse 12. And seeing they may see, but not perceive. I hope you're not in that category. Seeing you have eyes, but you don't see. Seeing, but you don't understand, you don't perceive. Hearing, and you don't hear, and do not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted, and that their sins should be forgiven. Later it says, say, believed and be saved. Verse 13, And Jesus said unto them, Know ye, to his disciples, Know ye this parable? How then will you know all parables? You know, you guys are supposed to be smarter than this. But they're, they're not, they don't have the Holy Spirit yet. They don't, um, but he's going to explain it for us and for his disciples. Verse 14, the sower soweth the word of God. Was being, I would say that's what I'm doing is sowing the word of God, verse by verse, passage by passage. The main point of this whole thing is, is the Bible. 
that's all that this podcast is, is or very few comment of, other than my own. I'm not reading somebody's commentary usually, but uh, very rarely. And these are they by the wayside, okay, the wayside, where the word is sown. Okay, first ground. Okay, wait. Uh, the first ground is the wayside. The sower is the word of God. The word of God hits the wayside, and the word where the word is sown. But when they have heard, they did hear. They had ears and they heard. I think they believed. Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. I think they took it to heart. They believed it, but just like I got talked out of it by my dad. Um, you know, I am messing this up, but I'm not going to start over. I, I get confused on which ground I'm on. The wayside ground, nobody trusts Christ. Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was, that was sown in their hearts. They, they didn't believe. They, they heard it. I, I was able to repeat it to my dad, but I didn't believe it. There's a difference between hearing and believing. There's a difference, I guess, between understanding and believing. God couldn't be that. God couldn't love me that much to give me eternal life. Today, don't I have to prove myself or something? Anyway, verse 16. Okay, this is the next group of ground. It, it's this parable is repeated in all these. So we got Mark and Luke to go through. So maybe by the end I'll get it right. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. So there's another group. And again, the wayside people, I don't know, they have a lot of people walking through their lives. Satan has more influence on them, whatever. Uh, it didn't take root. It didn't. They, they weren't born again. Stony ground, who when they heard the word, immediately they received it with gladness. I was very glad when I walked away, when I got saved. The year after I heard it and I walked away and I said, I want to see what my dad has to say about this. And he said, no. And I said, you're right. You know, because that's pretty much, you know, the sheep and the goats. You got to visit people in jail. You got to do this. You got to do that. So these are all the things he talked about, judgment of the nations, which I'm looking forward to teaching again. It was, anyway, verse 17. And so we're on the second group of ground and the second group of ground is the stony ground. So you have a plant here and a plant there. No root in themselves to endure, but for a time. Afterward, when affliction and persecution, okay, this is the, the stones represent affliction and persecution. And remember, the word witnessed is the word martyr in the Greek. That's how it's spelled. Those are the letters in it. Martyr. Um, they arise for the word's sake and immediately they are offended. So that could be a, a, a non-fruitful group right there. First group not saved. Second group, uh, no thanks. You know, it's a great thing. You know, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it because the cost is too high. You're still saved. You're just unfruitful. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown. Remember, they received it with joy. Have you even done that yet? And if you have, then you probably did it because you understood that God loves you and died on the cross to pay for your sins. These are they which are sown among thorns. So now we're looking at the third group, the thorns. So we had persecution and affliction in the first group, nobody got saved. Second group, person 
Affliction and persecution led them away from being fruitful. They were offended by people making whatever. And these, back then, they could be throwing rocks at them. Who knows? And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches. Man, I'm not going to make any money at this. You know, I've, I've tried it. People make fun of me. I think I'm going to pass. And the lusts of other things, the things of this, the cares of this world, choke the word out, and it becometh unfruitful. They're not lost. They're not going to hell. They're just being unfruitful. Which I say two-thirds of the Christians are. The ones that let affliction and persecution turn them away from soul winning are unfruitful. And the ones that let the cares of this world, I won't make any money, blah, 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 uh, choke the word out and become unfruitful. Verse 20. Now we're at the good ground. These are they which are sown on the good ground. Verse 20. Such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit. The fruit of a Christian is another Christian. I'm trying to lead people to Christ with my podcast. If you listen to it, I think that's pretty obvious. It's called Bible Story Evangelism. but um, Which, by the way, is the name I came up with. Based on a friend of mine who had a creation science evangelism. And I thought, hey, that's a neat name. And he encouraged others to start he said, look for the biggest need in the world and, and try to fill it. And I, I said, thank you. I think the biggest need in the world is trusting Christ. So I'm going to do Bible story evangelism. I like the name. Anyway, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, some 100-fold. I was talking to a farmer the other day, life, raised a farmer, uh, and got into the farming industry. And I said, do you think, you know, when, when it talks about, you know, I, he's a believer, so I was, a, when it talks about some 30, some 60, some 100 fold, do you think that's annually? And he goes, absolutely. Our, our fold is per year, not a lifetime. You don't keep track like that. You have good years and you have bad years. Verse 21, and he said unto them, a candle. Now this, this to me is where we get another parable maybe, because it doesn't sound like it. I mean, anyway. Uh, A.T. Robertson said, you know, at least 10. So, uh, anyway, uh, and Jesus said unto his disciples, a candle is brought, is a, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not set on a candlestick? Obviously, the answer is candlestick. You wouldn't waste a candle under a bed, which could start a fire, or under a bushel, which I guess could start a fire as well but wouldn't shine any light anywhere. For there is nothing hid which shall not be made manifest, shall not be ma- ma- be manifest, manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should be come abroad. So it's all coming out in the end. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. He keeps saying this because he's talking to a group that, you know, accusing him to be in league with Satan and want to hear a sign and just on and on. So he's he's got a lot of people that are, I don't know if they're harassing him, but they are of questionable soil. Let me put it that way. Um, they sound like they're in the first group that's uh, on the wayside. And Satan is 
taken away. I mean, they, they've, they've seen the, the dead raised in Capernaum. And I think many dead were raised. I think many people have come from a 8,000 square mile distance to, to see Jesus. The, the blind receive their sight. The lepers are cleansed. Demons are cast out. Go tell John the Baptist what you've seen. And it doesn't really go into it. He doesn't need any more publicity than he already has. The fact that we're talking about him right now and he lived 2,000 years ago meant he must have done something to turn the world upside down. And uh, although the world's trying to get rid of before Christ and in the year of our Lord. But anyway, uh, he doesn't need that. That's not the Word of God. The Word of God is going to last. I'm sure they'd like to get rid of the Word of God too, but they, they're never going to do that. Because heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away, Jesus said. Verse 24, And he said unto the people by the Sea of Galilee, which is good and bad, well, I don't know how to say it, good ground and bad ground, Take heed what you hear, with what measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, you know, reap and you, you reap what you sow, basically. And unto you that hear shall be given more. He's explaining to his disciples why he speaks in parables. Which he also does in Matthew, which I did in the first episode, the introduction to the parables in 64 intro, which was the last one before this. For he that, verse 25, for he that hath to him it shall be given. And he that hath not from him shall be taken even away that which he hath. And it's not talking about money. It's not talking about possessions. It's talking about the word of God. For he that hath it shall be given. If you've, if you've got ears to hear, you'll hear more. If you've got eyes to see, you'll see more. He that hath, to him it shall be given. He's explaining to the disciples why he speaks to them and these people that want to kill him in parables. He that hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Again, parables weren't really the purpose to reveal truth. Sorry. But, they, they, you know, it goes to casting pearls before swine. You, know, you just don't argue with people that are willingly ignorant. Verse 3. Um, he spake, Google, willingly ignorant in, in the King James Bible, whatever. You know, it's a, a neat passage. Um, he, uh, okay, we're in Matthew chapter 3. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell on stony places where they had much, not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness in soil. Number one, wayside. Number two, stony places. Continuing stony places. And when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root. They withered away. Number three, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears, let him hear. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. 
I heard, had ears to hear. It'll be 49 years next month, November of 72. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath it to him it shall be given. And he that shall have more, and he that shall have more abundance. Verse 12. For whosoever hath to him it shall be given. And he shall have more abundance. But whatsoever, but whosoever hath not, from him it shall be taken away even what he hath. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Again, you do miracles by Beelzebub. It's all the same day here. Some, some bad folks in this crowd. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, but shall not understand. Seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. <clears throat> For the people's heart is waxed gross. I looked that word up. It means heavy. It, it's really a, you know, a, it's a medical situation, really. It's going to shorten your life tremendously. But anyway, the, this people's heart is waxed grossed, growth, gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes, they have closed. They have closed. Lest at any time they should see and with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Verse 16. But blessed are your eyes, disciples, for they see and your ears, for they hear. Not all of them, but... Verse 17. Judas, of course. But verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them and hear those things which you hear and have not heard. You know, that's why Judas is one of the problems he has is he's seen so much and he, 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 his eyes beheld him, but he didn't, he didn't understand what he was seeing, I guess. Verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When one, he's going to tell him, it's going to be explained again. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, the New Testament, I'd call it the gospel of the grace of God. Old Testament, it was actually, Jesus could become king right, right then, uh, until he was crucified. And under, okay, when anyone heareth, verse 19, and when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the word by the wayside. That was pretty clear. Group one heard it, but didn't really hear it. And is going to forget all about it, because Satan's going to erase their brain, I guess. Catch away that which was sown in their heart, in his heart. Verse 20. But he that received the seed on stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. I think he's born again. You can believe whatever you want. Yet hath not the root in himself to, to dureth, but to dureth for a while. 
He's only going to be, you know, excited about being saved for a little while. For when tribulation and persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. So again, persecution, tribulation, people uh, knocks these guys out. First group that's unfruitful. Second group that's unfruitful. Those among the thorns. Verse 22. He also that received the seed among the thorns is he that receiveth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choketh the word and he come he becometh unfruitful. But he that received the seed in the good ground, fourth type of ground here, no, third type of ground. Well, no, fourth type. First type, nobody gets saved. Second type and third type are unfruitful and the four, but I think believers the fourth is good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it and he beareth he also beareth fruit so what's the difference of these guys the the difference is the good ground is fruitful the 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 stony ground the thorn thorny ground the cares of this world knock out some christians from being fruitful and persecution uh, knocks out another third, I think. Could be wrong. Verse 23. But he that received the seed and good ground is he that heareth the word, understandeth it, which was, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirty. We're talking about other believers is what we're talking about. Jesus said as they were coming up the hill to the, to, to the woman at the well, in, in John chapter 4. See, the fields are white unto harvest. He's talking about the people that are coming out of the city, the capital of Samaria, no less. All right, I'm going to take a look at Luke. Uh, Luke verse eight, chapter 8, verse 5. Luke chapter 8, verse 5. Luke chapter 8, verse 5. Luke chapter 8, verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and he sowed... Some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. So it hit the sidewalk, more or less, and the traffic and the birds never got a chance to take root. Verse 6, And some fell upon a rock, or rocky soil, and some, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. The next ground, and you'd have to take that with the other parables, and the problem was fruitfulness. But if you don't want to say you were born again, that's your business. I'm just trying to give you what I think this is saying. And I've got Jesus helping me here. So, But I, I, some people that won't hear and can't see, they take this, and all these people are lost, and only one group that's you know fruitful is going to... No. You're, you're sharing Christ doesn't have anything to do. Again, remember, sharing Christ, witnessing in the Greek was martyr. You don't have to be a martyr. Some people choose to be or are not afraid to be and are pretty fruitful. Saul saw this, the stoning of Stephen and he came to Christ. And Jesus said it's hard to kick against the thorns. And so, you know, he knew that there was 
that I guess that Paul was ready to put his faith in Christ. And some fell among thorns, and the thorn sprang up, verse 7 of Luke chapter 8. Thorns sprang up and choked, choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears, let him hear. You know, if you have ears, you'll trust Christ. If you don't, you won't. You won't hear, you won't understand, you won't believe. You'll now, you can be born again, I think, and not do anything for the Lord. Because of the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, persecution, whatever the case may be. You don't have to be a martyr to get to heaven. And there are people that trust the world in different places. This is reaching the world, believe it or not. I mean, in, on, I've been listened to on every continent, 21 countries, and there are people that, that are listening to this, I would guess, that could be in harm's way if they were outwardly running around telling people about Christ. But anyway, that didn't stop some people. But they'll be greatly rewarded in heaven, and I take my hat off to them. He that hath, the end of verse 8, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. <clears throat> and his disciples asked him, saying, what might this parable be? So this is Luke's take. He was there. He was not one of the twelve, but he was one of the other, I think, as a young man. Because I think he was a much, well, I don't know if he was a different generation, but he was definitely uh, younger, in my opinion. Younger than Paul, who I think was of the same age as the disciples. Anyway, verse uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 9. And his disciples asked Jesus, saying, What might this parable be? And Jesus said unto to you disciples it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God the mystery of the kingdom of God is the Gentile church I'm sorry but that's the, the, the big mystery that, that there would even be that God would pivot to the Gentiles when the Jews would not receive it but again the Jews are going to come back very very strong during the tribulation seven year tribulation but to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. Verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. And they should believe and be saved. Then on the rock. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in a time of temptation fall away. You might call this discipleship. I mean, I I, I was a disciple follows, but I, I went back to this this group after a couple of months, and I said, I went to this uh, concert. The last concert I'd been to before this was Pink Floyd, but I went to this Christian concert at Florida. Bible College in Hollywood, Florida, on the beach. And this group called Free Joy was singing, and it started off this song. The concert started off with this really slow kind of church song. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? And uh, by the end of that concert, I said, I never, ever want to miss anything these guys do. 
and I became a fixture there and very busy with my with my and I, I by this time I'd already been accepted to West Point I knew I was going I think I'd already gotten a letter from my congressman but anyway um, but I was trying to learn as much as I could and I was in a youth group that was really Florida Bible College you know college kids trying to help us college professors trying to help us grow and learn and and, and I did um, and they on the rocks are they which verse 13 they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy but have no root which for a while believe for a while believe okay you can believe and stop believing and still be saved Paul wrote to Timothy in, in uh, I think it's 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. If, if that's not the correct address, just Google what I'm going to say. Peter writes to Timothy and says, Timothy, if we believe not, in other words, if we stop believing, at this point when he's writing Timothy at the end of his life, they've been through a lot, a lot. Timothy is a pastor now. Timothy's a grown man. And he's basically saying goodbye to Timothy. But Timothy, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Paul is saying that, that Timothy, even if we stop believing, we're still saved. If we believe not, if you believe and you believe not, then that you stop believing. And that's this group right here, which I'm saying is not going to be fruitful after that. You're not going to do much for the Lord if you stop believing that you're saved but you're going to be surprised and I think Peter talks about that there are people that different kinds of uh, welcomes in heaven but they're all good and um, you know just being in the Olympics is pretty pretty sweet I had an uncle that was in the 36 Olympics and we're very proud of that anyway didn't win first second or third but he was first in marksmanship it was the pentathlon which is different than it is today. They don't even have the pentathlon. Cross-country skiing, I think. Uh, fencing. Um, I, I can't remember what the five are. But anyway, 36 Olympics pentathlon. His last name was Weber. You can look it up. Um, in time of temptation, fall away. Verse 14. That which fell among thorns, this is the third group. First group unsaved, second group believe, stop believing. Third group fell among thorns. Are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And bring no fruit to perfection. I don't know if they ever lead anybody to Christ. You're not sharing faith sharing your faith it's not easy when you go you know that's why they call it fishing they don't call it catching anyway verse 19 uh, verse 15 but that which is on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart having heard the word keep it and bring forth fruit with patience no man when he hath lighted a candle covereth it with a vessel or putteth it under a bed but sitteth it on a candlestick and they which enter may see the light so get out there and shine your light and lead people to Christ because that's what this whole thing is about 
So what the whole Christian life is about. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. If you're not fishing for men, you're not following Christ. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. No sacrifice you make, no whatever. Neither anything hid that shall not be made known and come abroad. I guess that could be good or bad. Take heed therefore how you hear for whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not faith, from him shall be taken away even that he seemeth to have. Okay, next podcast is uh, the, the parable of the uh, seed growing of itself, and it is uh, much shorter in volume. Um, I just got to go back. I thought it said saved and believed. Lest they be saved and believed. Where? Uh, where I'm sorry. I'm just looking for this real quick. Uh, oh, here it is. For which, which for a while believe. Well, there's the word believe. Um, ah, here we go. Into verse 12. Luke chapter 8, verse 12. Those by the wayside are they which then come... Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Those are two very important words to me. Believed and be saved. That's what Satan wants to stop people from doing. But I have the Holy Spirit to, you know, keep him at bay. During the tribulation, you don't have the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is taken out with the church. It's really, really Old Testament ground. and um, But some are going to do valiantly. All right. Um, so, next podcast, Lord willing, uh, parable of the seed growing of itself. Same busy day to the crowds by the sea. Uh, this will be the second of ten parables. Um and I will say adios, which is to God. And I will say vaya con Dios, go with God.